Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Welcome to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. It is just me and my little brother. Who's hey, it's all the talent. It's the big talented goons, that's for sure. <laughs> Welcome to December, Mark. It's Welcome December, to December 2020. It is just crazy to think that it's actually December. I mean, what a weekend we've had. What a time. What a 2020 as now all the countdowns happen and everything else. And thank you all for listening, of course, to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101. But the big thing that we're going to talk about today, Mark, is over the weekend, we've oh. got a chance to witness history. Oh, and I'm not just talking about, for those of you who don't know, Mike Tyson <laughs> taking on Roy Jones Jr. Oh. I'm not just talking about the history, Mark, of the fact that two of the greatest fighters, pound for pound of all time, fought each other in a legend show-off um, showdown that was incredible at the Staples Center in my book. But what we got to witness on a global stage yes say it say it cannabis was fucking the main sponsor now not cannabis where it's a flower sponsor but it's cannabis weed maps weed maps (laughs) ladies and gentlemen you've all heard of it especially listening to this show you know exactly what it is but if you didn't watch the fight and you listen to this show this is why it's so crazy because weed maps was one of the premier sponsors. Of course, you know, Mike Tyson has his own cannabis brand. And to top this off, not only was Weed Maps the main sponsor, but we had Snoop Dogg commentating the fight, smoking blunts on the stage while he's performing. And everyone's talking about the, you know, reefer this, the, the feeling that they heard, and, and oh my God, a contact high. But it was a global high five in the boxing world for cannabis and mike tyson smoking before after during come on he was barking up the whole time you guys have to listen (laughs) tyson had to say about smoking weed i love it have you already had a joint uh... yeah absolutely coming down yeah well listen i can't stop smoking i I was i smoked during fights i have to smoke did you have any marijuana leading up to the training of this fight? I smoke every day. I never stop smoking. 
Did you have one right before the fight? Absolutely, yeah. What? How does the the marijuana effect help you uh, into the fight? Um, it's just who I am. It has no effect on me from a negative standpoint. It's just what I do and who I am and how I'm going to die. Did it no help? Explanation. There's no beginning. There's no end. Did it help numb the pain a little bit that you might have felt? No, it just it, it, it just numbs me. It doesn't numb the pain. Mm-hmm. And you said you want to uh, help other people, but doing it at the sacrifice at your, of your own health at the age of 54, taking punches to the head, do you think that's a good idea? But that's what it's all about. I've done everything for myself. So, so what happens if I die? No, really, what happens? I may begin to live when I die. No one knows what dying is like. It has to be beautiful. Dying can't be bad because living is great. So dying has to be something special. Mike, your legacy in this sport is, is unique and it's beloved. You're one of the most beloved figures in the history of boxing. Before this fight, was there pressure on you thinking, man, if I go out there and I don't look great, perhaps I might hurt my past? Or did you feel just so confident in yourself that that never entered your mind? <sighs> wow, I, I know you never asked me that. The thought of failure never thought, never creeped in my mind. I never had that failure. I don't know. I don't fuck. I don't damn. That was a hell of a question. In a good way or a bad way? No, in a way of um, I'm I, I, it's how to, how do I answer that question? I never think of my. I always, God, forgive me, God. I always think of myself as grandeur. I always think of myself as um, a roaring gladiator, like Alexander the Great. I feel like I'm a ruler when I'm in my mind thinking about accomplishing something. I think possible, nothing's impossible. I mean, I let it go a little long with the clip, and thank you, Peanut, for grabbing that force. But, I mean, let's go there, Mark. The dude, I mean, on the national level, what do you mean, do I smoke? This is what I do. Every day. How crazy and great is that? And to think at the age of 54, how old are you? 52. I thought you were 52. I was was like, you're, you're right there. 52. At 52, you do damn near the same thing every day. Literally, right? Every day you yeah. smoke. Uh, yeah, every day, morning, noon, and night. And you're an active lawyer yep. who was in court earlier today. Well, not I just was. a lawyer, but in court <laughs> earlier today. I was working. And seeking acting. The man's a talented individual, <laughs> for God's sakes. It's not like he's some stoner, quote unquote, stereotype. Oh, my God. Look at these guys. Huh? The stereotype is really getting chiseled down, dog, because it's it's people like you, Mark, and your brother, Craig, people like a Mike Tyson, who at the age of 54. Wow. Goes out there and says, I smoked right before the fight. And I kicked ass he looked good he, it was he looked good watching him his speed at that age his, right his way to move around everything about that to me folks if you didn't get a chance to see it i mean some people are thinking you know it was a joke i mean the prelims those fights leading up were great it was a it was not a joke the, co- the the concerts the you know the bunch of hip-hop art snoop dog performing all his hits Dog, I was sitting there. And if you don't know about the Jake Paul and Nate Robinson fight, 
The Nate Robinson challenge is hilarious because he got his ass knocked out. And Jake's this YouTube sensation kid that's now, you know, Jake Paul's no joke. That guy can, he can throw a punch. I mean, that guy was, you know, so my point is he trained. He's actually been training to box for like a good year and a half or two years, I think. Well, all these guys have Nate Robinson, too. He's a, you know, NBA ex slam dunk contest champion. He He, he did not look, he did not belong there. You know, there's a lot of people who don't belong in the ring. And <laughs> but he got, but he had the guts to do it. And all day, I give you the props for it. You know, and I, anybody who, who, and I'm not talking shit by no means about Nate Robinson, nor do I, no. I laugh about the challenge and people, be, you know, acting like they're knocked out. But, you know, as an individual, Mark, who fought eight times in the ring, I know what it's like. And you know what? And I've been hit hard to yeah. where I wrap somebody up right away. And thank God I won all eight. But I know how it feels. And I don't really make fun, like I'm not making fun of now. how old were you? Oh, that was when I was in my 20. Yeah, I wouldn't do it now. Can you imagine? Like, yeah, what am I 58? Right? How am I? No, I'm not 58. What am I 48? 40, 48. <laughs> yeah, I'm 48. The last thing I'm going to do at 48 is get in the ring. But now I have right. so many other medical issues, though, <laughs> that I never had when I was younger and stronger and crazier and tougher. But my point is, I know the feeling and I never make fun of anybody who gets in the ring. And I only say, some people can be in it and some people maybe shouldn't. But if you still try and you want to try and you get knocked out like that, well, you know, more power to you. God bless. But like, you know, like my point is, too, I remember bouncing with some guys that were bouncers with me and we got in the ring. And once they got punched, they turned. And I was like, dog, it's not for you. Like, right. you can't get punched. Just run. Or, like, you don't run <laughs> away. Cover up, but don't turn your back. Oh, my God. That's I, I, it, it seemed that uh, uh, I mean, I, Roy Jones, I think he got more hurt. <laughs> Dude, the way he was holding his ribs and his body after the fight. Yeah, he was. <laughs> well, and he was running more, right? He was kind of running a little more getting in there and getting out. Well, that was Roy Jones style. Every right. time, like, you know, when you think of him in the past, he right. always had his hands out like that. And he, he boxed. He reminds me of Floyd Mayweather in, in that aspect of right. you know, a true boxer. Floyd Mayweather and, and actually Roy Jones Jr. And the crazy thing about Roy Jones Jr. is he's worked his way up to all the way being a heavyweight champion of the world. He has like six different belts and six right. different weight classes. Amazing. Not more. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy to think the iconic fights that he's had and, and proved and backed up everything he said and you know I watched one of the interviews with him in the past saying you know every time when I'm you know being talked to by these young kids they ask me you ever fought Mike Tyson you ever fought Mike Tyson <laughs> and he goes it was on his bucket list but he goes shit now getting hit by Mike Tyson <laughs> he did it yeah, you don't need to do it. But when we come back, it's Cannabis Talk 101. We got some Cannabis Goes Bad stuff. We also have more fight stuff because, Mark, I want to ask you what you thought Weed Map spent to be that <laughs> title sponsor. We'll be right back after this message. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. 
OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue Joe Grande and Mark and Craig Washington, the Pop Brothers at Law. It's just little brother in the big panzon. That's all we need. That's all, That's we, all need. we need. You know, Blue's got stuff to do. Craig's already napping. We're doing a little late night show for you guys because we had to get this on talk to you about yes. some fights the fight what made you first start? well I, I i led when we left saying what do you think weed maps but and and i don't know the answer so it's not like i was gonna be able to spot it out but i'm just curious with your media knowledge background and the talented individual that you are yeah. what does your gut think weed map spent to I, I, i'm gonna that? say i'm gonna say like 100 150 grand are you being serious right now you think you think less or more I think over a million dollars. I don't know. Yeah, you haven't fucking been in the game for a long time, dog. <laughs> if you're sitting there thinking they bought that for $150,000. Yeah, for $150,000. Oh, wait, I thought you meant for Cannabis Talk 101 sponsorship. Exactly. That's our sponsorships. Yeah, that's the title. Yeah, I, I'd say a million. <laughs> Dude, so that's great that you actually would, you know, and it's funny because nobody knows, but I do know ballpark, you know, uh, media buys for the most part. Right. Here and there. Right. Um, and I would think for a titles fight like this with this Tyson and, you know, the, I'm wondering if Tyson got them a better deal because of the whole cannabis thing. And maybe let's go in on it. Once you go to weed maps, maybe Tyson's brands featured. I don't know. I mean, it could be a, a lot of different ways that it could. That makes sense, in, right? Like if I'm Weed Maps, yeah. I go, look, I'm about to spend this much money, but when people come here, you you could be the featured guests. How about you give me another two hundred fifty thousand dollars right now? You know, and I'm about to go hard on this, and, and so there's yeah. ways Weed Maps could have made some more money before spending. I would imagine sure. well over a million dollars. To be that type of title sponsor, yeah, because dude, they had the visual all over the place and everything else. So, what did you think of the fight? I thought it was great. You know, it was funny because I'm going to order it, and my wife's going, "What? Why are you? Why are you ordering that? Why are you ordering these old guys fight?" I go, "Babe, one thing that you don't—we've been married 17 years, but you know, we, we never talked about boxing. We never talked about a lot of things like Mike Tyson. Why would we?" But his last fight was two years after you were mar been married. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I watched it and I pointed out to her that I have watched every single Tyson fight there ever was. And, and see, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a boxing fan, right? I, I definitely consider myself an overall sports fan. So like big events, big sports, like 
I always watched Sugar Ray Leonard and yes. and Hagler, Mike Tyson. Holmes. You know, right. I, I, I always I appreciated the real talented athletes, no matter what, whether it was watching, you know, Tiger at golf or McEnroe and tennis or, you know, whatever. I don't I don't sit and watch those sports like I do basketball and the Lakers. And that's my that's it, you know, but the other sports I can appreciate the the level of talent and commitment that it takes to to really excel at those sports, particularly boxing. And, and Mike Tyson, man, I just loved watching those fights where it'd be like, okay, we all get together. What, we're 19, 20, 22 years old. All right. Is it going to go 30 seconds or a minute? <laughs> right. I mean, he had those knockouts that were like a boom and it was over. I loved it. I loved it. It's just amazing. And for me personally, I've actually been to a few Mike Tyson fights. Mm. I covered them. Uh, the last one I went to go see was in Memphis, Tennessee, when he took on Lennox Lewis and lost mm. um, in 2002. So I was actually at that fight. And, uh, you know, he fought three more times after that. And I did not go to another fight after that, as he never went back to Las Vegas after that, when I watched him in Vegas at the right. MGM Grand. But, you know, my sports background allowed me to have those privileges and going to the De La Hoyas, the, you know, uh, matter of fact, you know who we should get on and I should probably Hallelujah. call right now is like Fernando Vargas. Fernando Vargas was one of the homies, you know, and loved watching him fight who, oh, yeah, by fought, the way, he fought De La Hoya, right? He never oh. fought De La Hoya, but it's funny you say that, but he fought um, Trinidad when Trinidad. he got knocked down, came back. It was amazing, right? He's just a soldier. Them Latin fighters like that. So my point is see, saying that, though, they always wanted to fight because they had the biggest beef back in the day, meaning that when Oscar already won his gold, Fernando Vargas was a little younger, he finally meets uh, Oscar, and Oscar kind of shined him on, and they're both gold medal winning fighters, both Latinos from Southern California, one from East L.A., one from Oxnard, right? So Fernando never liked Oscar. They have always had beef. So how dope would that be? to see both of these guys now get in the ring and fight it out. I don't think that's going to happen. Dude, after watching this fight and after seeing this, all these ex-fighters now that are smoking weed and drinking <laughs> and eating bad just watched Iron Mike lose 100 pounds, Yeah, smoke a joint before he fought, trained while smoking weed, and went out there and at 54 years old, looked really damn good really i think really mark good. he's gonna inspire more than just boxing uh professionals huh? he's gonna inspire just people in general you know what i mean like yeah. older people who it, like if, if you're listening to this and you didn't even watch the fight well how old are you and you want to get back out there and get in the gym you know i can sit here and complain myself as i have a a lot of elements that hurt me but i still try to keep working out I have arthritis in my head for this and that. I'm using cannabis nonstop, a lot of CBD, using the THC rubs and creams and ointments and this and that. So, you know, go out there. I'm going to do it. CBD on the day and I'm going to times a day right now. Right. And it's funny, Mark, because it's during the winter, as it's getting colder, December, my hips hurt like a motherfucker. Well, you know what? Oh, my shoulder. Like, oh, God, I've been hurt. noticing that with my shoulder in the cold weather. Fucking bullshit. Getting old. Yeah.
Call Back Friday in that cold weather and your bones are getting older. I tell you. Smoke a little more. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Back. I think you got a good cannabis smoke back theory. I do. I can do. I can do. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Cannabis Talk 101, Mark and Craig Papa, this is La Blue and Joe Grande, but today, just me, Mark, and Big Joe Grande, and of course, you know, we got to thank Pitt. I like how you're, you're a third person, just me and Mark and Joe. <laughs> what, what did I say? No, me and Mark, I thought you said me and Mark, but you said me, Mark. You said it's just me, me and Mark and Joe. <laughs> It's, oh, like, me, Mark. Okay, my bad. <laughs> but I do. It happens. It happens. I've got a nice when cannabis goes bad story here. You know, sometimes you just can't believe what people do. And this one oh, comes boy. out of England. The headline reads, Man claims more than a kilogram of cannabis was meant for a very big batch of homemade soup. Uh-oh. Can you believe this? A 50-year-old a, a resident of England was caught with 20,000 pounds worth what? of cannabis. 20,000 pounds. That's a lot of weed. And he's claiming that it's... It's worth about $31,000, they say. And he had it in his vehicle. And it was merely meant as an, an ingredient to the soup that he was going to make for his family. <laughs> in fact, after being caught with that stash, Eddie Osaji, 50 years old, initially claimed that the cannabis wasn't really cannabis at all. He claimed it was a paste-like substance found inside cereal boxes, which was completely different than cannabis. Oh, my God. Uh, amazingly, the explanation uh, uh, did not convince the cops over there who had stopped the man and grew suspicious when they noticed a cannabis smell emanating from the car. 
And, you know, whether you're in the U.S., whether you're in England or wherever you are, that smell of cannabis is likely to lead to a lot of problems wherever you are. And this man could not eat the cannabis because it didn't go in the soup. The moral of the story. (laughs) There's no such thing as cannabis soup. You know what, though? There might as well be now because just think of it, though, even if you say that. Yeah. What if you started making like matzo ball soup with it? Pasole, manudo, chicken noodle. I mean, even if you blended it up in your butternut squash soup, right? If you soaked it in there and just soaked it as you're you're soaking the butternut squash or your broccoli soup like that. I bet you use the matzo balls. Yeah. Why couldn't you? I you could. I mean, I mean, the other side is, of course, make it into the butter to put it in, but then that just makes it a butter. But uh, I mean, it would taste kind of funny just to have the flour in there like that. Would you eat it? Ah, uh, just exactly. the flour like that? I don't know. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> this guy sitting there getting caught with 20,000 pounds of it. I'm making soup. <laughs> Hey, you know, America's dumbest criminals. Couldn't now, you come a, up with something better? Well, here, here's a good. This is actually cannabis went bad and then goes good. I think we can call this one because the headline reads out of Florida. Man to be released after serving 31 years for a nonviolent cannabis crime. 31 years. Okay. Florida man spent 31 years. Richard DeLisi was incarcerated in 1989 when he was 40 and he was convicted on charges of racketeering, trafficking and cannabis and conspiracy uh, after agreeing to help smuggle more than 100 pounds of cannabis from Colombia into Florida. He received a 90-year prison sentence. 90 years for 100 pounds. His Case received legal support from the last prisoner project. We we know about that uh, that 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 uh, uh, entity, the last prisoner project. Uh, Doctor Dina is involved in that, where they Love. go around collecting uh, funds and Love trying to help get what they're all doing. those nonviolent uh, cannabis uh, people who are in there out. And so, thirty-one years in prison the country's longest serving nonviolent cannabis prisoner, according to uh, the last prisoner project. Now 71, he could be released from South Bay Correctional Facility as early as December 4th. Peanut, get this man on the phone for us. We got to talk to this man immediately. The exact Richard on. The exact release date depends on various factors, but he has said it feels amazingly wonderful to know that I will be home with my family and loved ones very soon. I am grateful to everyone who has been there and helped me along in these long years. His impending release comes as the American public, as we know, has increasingly approved decriminalization and legalizing cannabis for medical and adult use. In fact, what is it? 173 million Americans voted across the country in their crazy. state for 
cannabis. More than voted for any single person. For anything. Any of the other propositions and laws and everything else. Everybody wants cannabis. And uh, Richard DeLisi, we are happy you're going to be out. We're coming for you. We're going to get this guy on Cannabis Talk 101 to talk about his 31 years in prison over a plant. Make sure you send, literally send Peanut the email regarding that. Like that's, I know we're talking about it right now, but yeah, yeah. Literally write yourself down. I mean, let's go further than saying it on the air as we're recording. No, absolutely. You need to really email him because I bet we can track him down. Like we literally tracked down that teacher. Remember that teacher that you talked about? Yep. She hit me on my Facebook as well and was like, I thought this was a joke. I didn't know that this was real. And then she realized after looking at our show stuff that it is real. And a matter of fact, I was supposed to call her back and I can't remember her name. I'm going to look it up right now. I don't remember. I think it's Abigail Peck. She Mm. was a teacher. Remember that teacher? Yes. Yes. Abigail Peck. Yes. And um, she finally hit us back too. So we're going to get her back, back or not back on the show, on the show to discuss that a teacher being oh, just crazy. The, the, the shit that happens when right. cannabis goes bad and, and these stories of especially some that are just cr- crock of shit. It's ridiculous. It, it's it's sad. It's sad and, and and frustrating, especially with what we just said, 179 million people. We want it. America wants it. The people want it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that people are still in jail for it and still going to jail for it. You know, I mean, and then what? Let me ask you. Well, I think the I just answered my own question before I even asked it because I was a bit like, you know, this guy got popped with 100 pounds and the other one got caught with the 20 pounds. But it's like, you know, once it goes fully legal, and this, there really shouldn't be a limit on what somebody has. No, like alcohol. Exactly. What happens when somebody buys 100 uh, bottles of beer? Right. I mean, 100 huh. bottles of Jack Daniels. That's all you can have that in your trunk. Yeah. There's no That's limit. The point. I was going to ask you, like, what do you think there should there's no be limit. a limit? But it's like, it's like, hey, you know what? What's, there shouldn't be. Why is there, hey, you can only carry around an ounce of cannabis, but uh, you can have 500 six packs in your car. There's no limit on alcohol, right? When they made those laws. And you could you resell those six packs, although it's not total common, but still, you could. Well, it could be common if you're, remember, like you used to about 10 years ago, sell to the miners down in Long Beach, so maybe some people are doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? That That would be horrible. Well, you guys, we wanted to touch on the Tyson fights and give you a little bit of when cannabis goes bad, but, you know, did did you guys watch the fight? Were you guys, you know, because I didn't know, Mark, how about this? I don't know, maybe did you, but I had no idea that Weed Maps was going to be the sponsor. No, I didn't know. Didn't know either. Didn't know either. It was when you first seen it. Were you just as slow? I was like, like, (laughs) but I wasn't surprised. I when I saw it, I was like, makes sense. And and, and, it made sense. Right. And, you know, and and they're everywhere. You see that Weed Maps thing every fucking where on billboards and little, you see it everywhere. They're everywhere. And, and, and they're great. They're great at that. And so when this I is saw baffling it, me though, Mark, how do they get away with it now when you could buy weed on weed maps? You know what I mean? That's the tricky, crazy part. Cause we've been having discussions with, with that, with our team at iHeart 
And oh, I you know, you could buy weed now there. But okay, well, fuck the pay per view just took the money, right? I mean, what bigger target is that? That should help. This should help us. Crazy. <laughs> no, more mainstream. Because there's a lot more money, a lot more money to be made out there. There's a lot of people hurting, and there's a lot of cannabis companies that are doing very well that could fit the money. So it'll save, you know, it'll save people everyone out there, including this show, and take yes. some of this cannabis money. Absolutely. It literally will. Yep. And you know what? We're here to save you. And remember this. If nobody else loves you, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.